Hello and welcome to NFP Podcast. You are listening to episode 13. We have tons of great information today. First, Sherry, nurse home visitor, will share ideas on how to keep moms enrolled in the program. Lisa Sledge will share education tips. And Sarah will guide us through our mental health minute and resource. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Hi, my name's Sherry. I've been a nurse home visitor for three months, and I work in Tippecanoe and Clinton counties. On today's podcast, I'd like to share with you ideas each of the teams have helped with clients enrolled in their programs. We ask each of the teams to give us a couple of strategies, and here are some of the common themes. Try to be more flexible with scheduling visits with your clients. Build and maintain mom and nurse home visitor relationships. Some ways to encourage this is to send a personal message and to provide check-ins to the moms, families, and remember important dates and details like birthdays and ask them their favorite color or foods. Respond to their concerns in a timely manner. Provide incentives for the mom, baby milestones, like giving books to babies for their first birthday or a swaddle gift. And lastly, another idea to try is reminding moms how you can support her and baby uh, to meet their goals. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies. This is Lisa with your education updates. First of all, I want to welcome uh, two nurses who are already with us. That is Jennifer Pisani in Clarksville, and then we have Jennifer Heston in Lafayette. On October 14th, we will have two new nurses starting, Brianna Oliver, who will be in Anderson, and then Jessica Neat, who will be on Team 4, which is Casey's team. They will both be starting on October 14th, so if you're in the office and you want to swing by and say hi, that would be great. Also a reminder, this week is dance training, which will be at corporate and MPR 4. Um, so just be aware of that. There'll be um, increased amount of traffic in the office. Um, as these nurses finish their training, they're going to be incorporating dance slowly into their practice. So I would encourage all the experienced nurses to kind of touch base with those nurses and see how you might help them. Give your ideas to them of how you were able to incorporate it into your practice. Um, I think that would be great, and I'm sure they would greatly appreciate that. There's the 2020 Breastfeeding Conference coming up. And I know that Maria has sent that out to you. Uh, We are not sure if it will be paid for or not, but if you are interested and you want to sign up and pay for yourself, that is February 26th, so go forth and sign up. Also, we just finished the aromatherapy training and the policy and uh, forms for that have been rolled out. If you have not gone through aromatherapy training here with NFP, then you cannot use aromatherapy on your clients. If you are using aromatherapy and you've gone through the training, please make sure you're completing the um, Likert scale form, which is found on the drive. Please submit that to uh, Deborah if you're in Indianapolis, Pam if you're in Anderson, uh, Lynette if you're in um, Lafayette, and then Allison if you're in Clarksville. They will um, upload it into your patient's chart or sorry, client's chart, and they will also add it to the drive folder where that data and information is being collected. 
And one final thing, um, you guys are doing great on your documentation. Um, you're getting things turned on or turned in on time. I know you're um, working really hard at that. Um, just one thing, uh, as data was being pulled over the past couple weeks, uh, Kate had mentioned one thing that she had noticed on the demographic updates. There's question number seven. It asks, are you currently enrolled in middle or high school or GED college vocational or certification program? If you select yes, you then need to select one of the following middle school, high school, GED, post high school, college, and so on. If you do select high school, then you still need to select was it IndyMet, the Excel Center, and which Excel Center, or other. If you select post high school or vocational, you still need to select full time, part time, and then under part time has the hours. If you select college, you need to select full time, part time, and then the hours underneath that. That question is not completely answered unless you answer everything appropriately um, and completely on there. That would really help when she is pulling data for different funding sources who are asking for it. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Hi everybody, this is Sarah Pollard, your friendly mental health consultant with Nurse Family Partnership. Thanks for tuning in to the Mental Health Minute via NFP podcast, where we will be spending the next five to seven minutes discussing a resource, a tool, and a quote. So let's get started with the resource. And that resource is actually the Psychiatric Consult Line through Postpartum Support International, or PSI. And this perinatal psychiatric consult service is for medical prescribers who can call the free consult line and within 24 hours they will receive a return call and will be connected with an expert perinatal psychiatrist or NP who can provide advice on diagnosis, treatment and medication management for preconception, pregnant and postpartum women. So again, this is a free service through PSI and any medication prescriber can call. So that could be a psychiatrist who is not overly comfortable or trained or familiar with treating perinatal women. Could be a psych NP, a family nurse practitioner, an OB, or a family practice doctor. I think in general, there's varied comfort levels amongst medical prescribers in treating preconception and perinatal women with psychotropic meds. And so this is a great resource. Some uh, you know, trained experts who can walk medical prescribers through the process of diagnosing and treating women. I will link a handout regarding this service to the As Heard on the NFP podcast section of the Hub. Please let me know if you have questions. So that's your resource. And next we're gonna talk about a tool. And this tool is something that you can use yourself or that you can teach your clients to use. And the tool is a continuation of previous podcasts in which we have discussed uh, distress tolerance. And if you recall, distress tolerance is very much about managing distress in times of um, crisis or times of increased stress in which we can't really solve the problem. So we have this problem in which we have to learn or we want to learn to tolerate the dysregulation or the distress that occurs from that problem. 
And this is part, again, of distress tolerance, and distress tolerance can be part of dialectical behavioral therapy, and DBT um, is used to treat a variety of mental health conditions, including borderline personality disorder. So um, the distress tolerance intervention or activity we're gonna talk about today is self-soothing with the five senses. And really, when you think about engaging your senses, you are really tapping into the basics of what it means to be human and the basics of thinking about and being present in this very moment. So some possible self-soothing activities with the five senses from a visual standpoint, that could be um, being out in nature and looking at trees, flowers, it could be um, drawing something, coloring, it could be um, viewing art, um, it could be a variety of things honestly that engage you visually. And then from a sound perspective, that could be music, soothing voices, could be nature sounds, smells, it could be you do some aromatherapy, or you cook something, or you um, go somewhere that has a pleasant smell. So for example, maybe you're close to a beach, which I know we're not here in Indiana, but um, perhaps you were and you could um, go to a beach and smell that salt smell. Engaging your sense of smell. And then there's touch. And maybe that's um, a certain fabric that you like. Maybe that's petting your dog or cat. Maybe it's um, putting lotion on your, your hands engaging that sense of touch. And then there's the taste piece. Maybe it's um, chewing a piece of gum, sucking on a piece of hard candy like a mint or a butterscotch. Um, maybe it's drinking a good cup of coffee, or maybe it's your favorite food. So we have this innate ability to self-soothe with our five senses. And I think some of us probably most of us have a preferred sense that we use to help us self-soothe. I think for me, it's probably touch and it's probably sound. So music and um, rubbing my hands on like my pants or even through my hair um, is very soothing to me. So I encourage you to think about which of your five senses is most soothing to you and what are some activities with your most soothing senses that could help you self-soothe so i'm going to leave you today with a quote by mr rogers and i like mr rogers i just do i like him so uh, mr rogers said our society is much more interested in information than wonder, in noise rather than silence. And I feel we need a lot more wonder and a lot more silence in our lives. So I encourage you today to wonder. And I encourage you to have some silence. That's it for this episode of the Mental Health Minute. I thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, all of this information will be linked 
on the As Heard on the NFP podcast section of the hub. Have a great day. Hey, thanks everyone for joining the podcast today. If you have any announcements or reminders for the group, just please email me at anye.carson at goodwillindy.org. That's A-N-Y-E period C-A-R-S-O-N at goodwillindy.org. Take care. Bye.